You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Thursday, December 12th. We are, okay, so Advent 2 is what we're preparing for. I'm sorry, Advent, Advent 3. Advent 3. My it's Gaudete. Advent 3. It's the Rose Sunday. Yes, that's right. I like the Rose Sunday. And my son wanting to light the candles all the time. I like the pink one, particularly. Uh, I mean, I don't blame him. <laughs> it's the cool candle. I'm sorry, the Rose candle. It's the Rose candle. I'll get it right. Uh, it is Thursday. That means uh, today, the December 12th, we have missionaries in studio. Yay! We get to meet the missionaries, excited to share their story. So I guess we should jump right to it. Let's where, do it. Where are we heading today? South America. I'm so I don't excited. think we've been here before, actually. I, I don't think so. Not a, not in studio today, hour. the Reverend James and Angela Sharp serving the Lord in Uruguay. Thank you so much for being here, Pastor. Angela, thanks for being our guest today. It Thank is you. a pleasure. So how have you been given to serve in Uruguay? Well, I do uh, theological education, uh, identifying and training leaders, uh, hopefully to be not only lay leaders, but also professional church workers, potentially, for Lutheran Church Uruguay, and also doing church planning. So I do a lot of preaching and teaching and that kind of stuff. <laughs> Sounds know, Pastor stuff. <laughs> pastor stuff, just in a different country. Yes. <laughs> um, and Uruguay is a country that I don't think we talk about a whole lot on any of our programming anyway. Tell us a little bit about uh, where you live and serve and, and about Uruguay. Uh, Uruguay is way down south. Uh, it's uh, the southernmost capital in the world. Montevideo is where we live. We live in the capital. Uh, Mon- uh, Uruguay is about the size of Missouri, so it's oh. it's not huge, uh, and has about three million people, a little over three million people, and about half of them live in the capital where we live in Montevideo. And Angela, what do you do uh, while <laughs> while your husband is off pastoring? <laughs> what do you get to do? I have a call also to serve as a missionary, and I do a lot of things, actually. I, I'm very involved with children's ministry there, uh, especially uh, helping and training teachers that we have there for, uh, you know, VBS, Christian education teachers and things like that. And we also do a variety of activities for children as outreach for the church. Um, so we do outreach in the school that we have there uh, next to our Lutheran church, and but also in the community, the public schools there as well. To paint a picture for us a little more of that community where you live and serve. The, it, it's an interesting country because the, the number of Christians in the country is, is far less than what we're used to here and other parts of Latin America even. And so it's a, a very secular country. And a lot of people just really don't know a whole lot about religion or even about the Bible. Um, so many times when we meet new people, it's kind of starting from from zero. You know, they, they aren't familiar with those Bible stories that other people would be familiar with. And um, in a children's ministry, that tends to be really important. We kind of take for granted um, those Bible stories that kind of everyone knows a little bit about. And so we often find ourselves starting at the beginning, you know, not just today we're going to talk about Joseph, but in the Bible, there's a man called Joseph and this was his father and this is, you know, his story. Um, so it's a little bit different. So really starting from Genesis. Yeah. Building from, (laughs) from the ground up. Um, other things about life in, Uruguay. How long have you been serving in Uruguay? Five years. Wow. So how have how did the uh, take us back to uh, <laughs> year one and uh, and uh, you know feet first on the ground and what life was like in those first few months? 
Well, I had some advantages. I was an exchange student in Brazil, in the next state up, you know, in the southernmost part of Brazil, and and I already spoke Spanish and Portuguese, and and. I uh, had some experience living in Latin America. I had been to Uruguay, which I think probably you could count on one hand the number of LCMS pastors who had been to this country. You probably could count on two hands the number who had heard of this country. Uh, so uh, we were able to hit the ground running a little bit more than, than some missionaries are who were having to do all the adjustments to, to language and culture and things like that. But uh, the first year was, was hard. I remember in missionary orientation, uh, somebody said something about if you there are gonna be days when if you if you accomplish one thing you'll be very proud of yourself and yeah there were a lot of days like that where oh we found the grocery store successfully <laughs> uh, that's nice so uh, but it, I was able to to be incorporated into the team there and and our colleagues there there are three Brazilian pastors and and at the time we had a deaconess from Argentina who were already serving and they were very helpful in helping us you know we weren't starting from zero we had a a team and a church community and a school community there already that was, you know, welcoming us and and helping us to adjust. So that made a big difference, I think, than if we had been just showing up with all our bags and had to start from zero. Sure, Angela, what was that? What was the transition like for for the family uh, moving to a new country? It was a little bit different for the the kids and and me because we didn't speak Spanish when we arrived. Oh. <laughs> so James did, and you know he was our lifeline for you know doing those things like going to the grocery store and and just getting all of the things that we needed. Um, and so I started learning Spanish when when we arrived. And I thought it was going to be so easy. You know how <laughs> when you go to school and you do really well for a long time, you just assume that everything is is easy. Um, but it was a little bit of a struggle for me, but not for the kids. Um, you know, I, I was taking classes and, and diligently learning more and more. And now I do pretty well. Um, but the kids speak Spanish better than I do. You know, they're in school every day. They've been in um, their Spanish classes for five years now. And um, they're, do really, they're doing really well. And I'm, I'm actually really proud of them. Their experience that they have being bilingual, learning another culture is, is amazing. Yeah. Okay, you mentioned finding the grocery store and that being a success. Uh, what was your, your proudest moment as new missionaries? You, you found the grocery store. Was that the, the big moment? I think my proudest moment was we were walking around kind of in the downtown area, and a woman stopped me and asked for directions, and I knew the answer and was able to successfully tell her where to go. And I had, we had only been there a few weeks. Uh, so I was very proud of myself. I'm still <laughs> very proud of myself for that. I'm that, really that good at giving point. directions in Spanish for some reason. So. It's a special skill. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, so you mentioned earlier that uh, it, it's a predominantly secular mm-hmm. uh, country. Um, how are Lutherans perceived in Uruguay? I don't think most people know what Lutherans are or that there's such a thing as a Lutheran church. It's it's hard for us kind of from a branding perspective because the word evangelical in uh, Uruguay has a pretty negative connotation that because of the evangelical churches or Baptist, Pentecostal, non-denom type churches that are there are perceived as I don't know shysters or you know there there's a, a word in in Uruguayan Spanish called chanta which is kind of like uh, 
a trickster or、mm-hmm. you know someone, and and that's what they think of these evangelical churches, which they're not all like that. Obviously, there there are very sincere Christians in there too, but there are some that are are you know your Benny Hinn types that are kind of. Uh, got this perception that they're just trying to make money and that they're they're fakes, and so、uh, we we kind of have to shy away from using the word evangelical, which is hard because it's in the name of the church, <laughs> you know.、Um, and and then when they see us, you know, they see me wearing a clerical collar, or they they come into the, you know, we have people come to church that don't realize that we're not. A Roman Catholic church. They just、mm-hmm. assume that we are because we have, you know, we're wearing albs and stoles and stuff like that.、Uh, they get confused when you know our families are <laughs> hugging us and calling us dad and stuff after the the service. But、uh, they don't. They do know Martin Luther, and we we really,、mm-hmm. I think, did a good job of taking advantage of the 500th anniversary of the Reformation a couple years ago to to publicize who Luther is. They're taught Luther. In the public schools,、uh, they're kind of taught that Luther is like a champion of individual freedom and conscience and stuff like that, which is not actually true. But that's beside the point.、Um, so they know who Martin Luther is, and so when you say, you know, they ask me what church are you, and and I say the the Lutheran Church, like Martin Luther, they go, oh, like Martin Luther, okay. And I know that that doesn't give them. Really, the idea, like theologically or what we believe or anything, but at least they're able to kind of place us in a in a context. But there are very few Lutherans in in this country,、uh, and you know we're a minority of a minority of a minority. So it's、uh, it's not like being in St. Louis or Iowa, you know, in the Western <laughs> Iowa where there's an LCMS church every five mm-hmm. cents. Mm-hmm. I teach English classes also to adults,、um, some adults from the church and the community. And there always comes that that time where they're really curious. What are you doing here? You know, <laughs> why are you living in Uruguay? You're from the United States, and so I tell them I'm a, I'm a Lutheran missionary. Lutheran, what's that? And so I look forward to those conversations actually,、um, because a lot of them, if they know something about religion, it's usually something about the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church,、um, or maybe some of the other churches. And and that's when I really get to have those. Those conversations with people and tell them what Lutheranism is.、Mm-hmm. We have what thirty、um, seconds. Thirty seconds. There we go.、Uh, what, what's your favorite part about about being a missionary living in in Uruguay? I think for me,、um, living in a capital city, but like a little capital city, I love that mix of of city, but also feeling like really laid back. The people in Uruguay are really laid back. I think my favorite. Thing Uruguay is just weird, and, and I appreciate that. The, all the little quirks and their weird dialect and the weird words that they have that no one who else else who speaks Spanish understands. And you know, it's it, it reminds me of Baltimore a lot. And I really loved living and, and working in Baltimore. It's just this weird little place between places that are more famous and probably more interesting, but. I, you know, I, I just have grown to really love it there. So lcms.org/sharp, easy to remember, easy right? Easy to remember.、Uh, you can follow.、Uh, Shout out、up. to Scottish last names. <laughs> <laughs> the Reverend James and Angela Sharp serving the Lord in Uruguay. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. Thanks Thank for, having for having us. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs>
The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.